one. All right, Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott back again for another Noel cast. And that opening seems uh, empty and hollow. So I want to thank our sponsors as always. Um, we've got a special prize picks thing that in all of what's going on today, I've failed to tell my co-host about. So that's good. Uh, good start to the pod here. Um, Bud, why don't you give it a look over their uh, Monday night numbers, and we can come back to prize picks in about five or six minutes. Um, sure. So thanks to our friends there and everybody else that helps make the podcast possible. Uh, so look, this is <clears throat> it's going to be a hard show to do. Um, I uh, It feels weird having said this in two or three podcasts uh, in the podcast that we did after the NC or the uh, Northern Alabama game. I don't consider myself to be a particular emotional person. And pride myself on trying to be level-headed. Um, I'm, I'm very emotional today. Today's been a, a wild day, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm sad for a lot of kids, and uh, and very angry at the process and and the people that betrayed them. So uh, this is gonna be a show. I don't, you know, might have a profanity or two, but Bud and I aren't gonna sit here and do, uh, you know, hit them up uh, at, you know, a. a playoff uh committee or or other entities or people in this equation but um this is gonna be a hard podcast to do because i i am very very sad for a lot of kids i've talked to today and uh you know i have loved doing the battles and um but i had two conversations today with players that are to some of the toughest conversations i've had and uh i i deeply deeply feel sorry for those kids and when I say that you don't know what goes into being a college athlete, I say that with sincerity because I didn't know what goes into it until I started doing this job. And I didn't realize, I don't think it's easy. Never thought it was easy, but I don't realize that, you know, in March, kids are in the weight room at 630 in the morning and all sorts of other stuff and the amount of time and effort and just discipline that they have to make lifts, runs, film review tutorials everything else um and have a set of kids go out and go 13 and 0 and not be able to play in a game because you know 13 spineless dickheads don't offer an invitation to what's turned into a invitational tournament is uh is disgusting so um we'll do our show tonight excited to be able to talk to the uh the broader Nolcast audience and and always love uh catching up with bud but um tonight will will not be easy in some aspects i i think it's a testament to the job you know, that, that mike's done and that the staff's done you know the personnel guys like derek's done and, and that you've done as well man that we're in a position to be having a legitimate gripe about being screwed out of the playoff i just wanted to open with that like like that's something that we should keep in perspective here um we didn't get to talk a whole lot like certainly not on the air after the game did you think it could happen post ACC game like what did you think that that FSU was in I did man and it's not about me uh and I'm not trying to make it about me but I would just say anecdotally speaking I don't know that I've ever experienced now look nobody died you know my mom didn't call me and tell me she has a stage four cancer or something like that. I'm not trying to be over dramatic here, but I don't know that I've ever had that swing of emotions in a 12 hour window again. I mean, last night 
was legitimately one of the best nights of my life. But I'm being serious. It was incredible. And I was um, <clears throat> I was so excited for those kids just because, again, I know how hard they work and I, I know what those kids have dealt with. And, and I've got to be pretty tight lipped when it comes to injuries when when I do this with my role uh, on the battle's end. But I know how many kids are are banged up and I've seen other people say it. So I think it's okay. <laughs> I know how badly your third string quarterback was banged up last night and still went out there and gave an, an incredible effort. So um, last night was incredible. When I left the stadium, I would have thought 0% chance Florida state wasn't in the playoffs. Now when I woke up this morning and you see you're very plugged in and <laughs> competent athletic director tweeting out why you should be in the playoffs. I started getting nervous. And when I talked to some other people behind the scene, I think I texted you at around 11 or so and was like, I'm label me very concerned about what's about to play out. Uh, I, I was very, very nervous then, but no man leaving the stadium last night, I would have bet my house and everything else I have, uh, you know, to my name that Florida state was going to the playoffs. Just sucks, man. Like I, I you know, you I, I think we knew it was a possibility, but not a likelihood that they would actually do it. And the reason was is because you, you can say their charge is to get the four best teams, right? And and we really try our damnedest not to bullshit people on, on this show. I don't think either one of us is going to sit here and say Florida State from a you know line them up power ratings type standpoint is one of the four best teams without Jordan Travis, right? The guy's a Heisman candidate for a reason. You were a one-point underdog to Louisville. And you know what? Prove that wrong to some extent, right? Got a nice 10-point win there. Shut them down completely with your defense. But the thing is, for 12 years, the committee had not done the, hey, let's take the four best power rating teams. And I think we can argue, by the way, they, they did not do so this year. They took the four highest power rated conference champions. Because if you want to put the four highest power rated teams in there, there's a team in Athens that needs to be in there. Right. Right. I, I think they did it basically just. We cover a business. The school's that we all root for are pawns in this business. It doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. doesn't mean like we don't have passion for it, right? Like what else are you going to do? Water ski? Come on. Like we're, we're, we're not quitting this thing, man. You know, but they, if you want a reminder, this is a business. That's a good reminder that this is a business. So is this Mississippi state voting? Yes. South Carolina voting. Yes. Right. For all these teams that come into their league who are better than them. Mm -hmm. Who's going to, you know, take their, playoff chances, their conference championship chances down from like 10% to 0%. You know, I did a bit the other day on cover three saying, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to die before Kentucky wins the SEC. And I firmly believe that. But the people in, who are in power making these decisions, it's about the money. And if you see Florida State having the quarterback trouble they're going to have, and you're a greedy guy on, on, on that committee, you're like, wait, I can get Harbaugh? Versus Nick Saban, and maybe this is Saban's final year. Ratings wise, like they they had an out because of the injury, and they had an out because this is the last year of the four team playoff, and they use that out to make more money because they know it doesn't set any real precedent. They're like, you know what? 
screw it. We'll blow it up. We don't have to follow the precedent that we've had for 12 years because nobody will hold us to this precedent because now we're going to a 12-team playoff next year. Everybody will largely forget about this. Now, I won't forget. You won't forget. A lot of people out there, I think, that they are wrong about this that will not forget about that, right? Who really won't trust a lot of the things no. going on in the sport. This might be a, a little bit too much man shit curtain. about what happened today. No, I, I agree with you completely. <clears throat> um, all right. You're, you're, I've known you for 15 years. You've become one of my best friends. I can say this to you because you know I'm not trying to take shots at you, your show, or your network or anything else. I don't know that I'm going to be watching the cover three breakdown a week six next week, man. I mean, you yeah. you don't talk to me about devaluing the regular season and then pull right. some, something like this. I don't. What are we doing? What are we playing for? Why do we win games? Um, outrageous. Outrageous. And I don't. Not only why do we win games, but why do we win conference championship games? The game last night was an exhibition. It didn't matter. I don't know. I'm not trying to get personal here, and there's probably a lot of things I don't understand. But I don't know why Boo Car Corrigan hasn't resigned. Your dad built the, as the ACC. AD or as the chair of the committee? As the chairman of the committee. Yeah, I totally agree. Because you killed the conference today. The conference was going to die. The conference was in a death spiral. But Boo Corrigan, you killed the ACC. Your dad invited Florida State. Your dad turned the ACC into an athletic juggernaut. John Swafford did his best to kill it, and you did. And you, as the chairman of the committee, sat over a process that turned the ACC championship game into a freaking exhibition. Um, unreal. Unreal. I, I, there's a lot of ramifications of this. But a whole lot of games just got made meaningless, including games that I didn't think we could ever. I didn't think we could ever say conference championship games don't count. I don't know how we got there. Totally. I, now, look, I don't know if you're if you're Corgan. Why are you going out there to answer questions? I mean, it, I think the right thing to do, if you believe in the league that you represent, is to be like, you know what. You guys like this so much? You explain it. I'm out. Mm -hmm. I'll leave the cream corn. You know, I, I doubt they get paid that much to be on the committee anyway. Probably, mm -hmm. probably more you know volunteer type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's some other ramifications. It, the the fact that he didn't makes me wonder like if it wasn't just pretty unanimous. Mm -hmm. You know, which leads to further questions. Like, I mean, I think you probably nailed it that last night was irrelevant. And, and, and it was an exhibition. You know, it sucks for anybody who got hurt last night to play in that meaningless game. If, I mean, clearly if Georgia had won over Bama, you're still out because they're 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 pretty hell-bent on putting Texas over you. How about this Texas one? Texas over you. Yeah. Yeah. What if, uh, how far do we want to stretch this? What if the fourth and 31 from Alabama falls incomplete? Bama loses to Auburn, their two loss, and they find a way to beat Georgia. Are we going so far as to put a one-loss non-champion in over you? What happens if that goes down and Carson Beck 
you know, has a, a serious injury, you know, knocking on wood, he doesn't, obviously. Do you put Ohio State in over the Knolls? Mm. They're a one-loss non-champ. That would certainly be power-rated higher than FSU was. At a certain point, they just decided that this is not about rewarding what is in the regular season and what went on during the regular season. It's about putting the best TV product out there. Pretty clear change to me, right? Forever, they had said, okay, you play your way in. You earn your way in. Is Florida State a top four team power rating-wise? Guys, hell no. Not right now. Not with this quarterback situation. Could they play at like a top 10 level? Maybe if you gave Brock a month to get ready, 15 practices, you know, a bunch of time in the system with the ones. Very possible. Defense is ribbon right now like crazy. You know, you still have some playmakers. Maybe Keon gets a little healthier if you're in a playoff game, right? You got a month to prep. So, oh, that's but, my frustration. I mean, I got a lot of frustrations, but that's one of them, man. Um, Florida State, to the frustration of its own fan base, a part of times this season has been doing load management along the defensive line at a level that I don't know that I've seen before. Maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment, but uh, it doesn't seem like the aspects of Florida State that had improved dramatically, the aspects of Florida State that is legitimately one of the better units in the country was discussed. I also, and yeah. you may disagree with me here, and you may be right, to me, it felt like Florida State was punished for playing <laughs> a freaking third-string quarterback last night. Now, obviously, Jordan's yeah. injury is mm -hmm. it, but how the hell are you going to punish a team because your second-team quarterback got <laughs> was a victim of, of a crown shot and got a concussion? I mean, how, how, how can these pundits be like, look, this team at halftime last night, this is the team that can't go to the, to the playoffs? Hey, dumbasses, this isn't the team that would be going to the playoff. This is a backup quarterback, one of the more injured teams that I've seen. Never heard Daryl Jackson's name mentioned once. Uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, this is not, um, yeah, I, I'm very frustrated, and it is what it is. But uh, I, I do feel, to an extent, and to the point that you were making a second go, you know, fait accompli, it, you, were, you were done. You were, I think you've been cooked for a couple weeks. I think when Kirk Herb Street goes on PFT and, and says, "Oh, just put the fucking best teams in" or whatever, I, you know, you're <laughs> at that point. Uh, I, I don't think that was a you know an accident. And looking back on it, so um, it's very very disappointing. And I do. And look, we're we're here in the moment and uh, and try not to be reactionary, but try and fail. Um, I do worry that they've done significant damage to the sport that we all care so much about and, and, you know, devaluing the, and I've mentioned that a second ago, but dude, if you can't enjoy week three or week seven of college football, then this sport is not unique. It's not exciting. It's, it's the, it's, you know, the Walmart version of pro football, you know, it's not, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's trash. Is what it is. So it's not lost on me that a lot of folks said the expansion of the 12 team playoff would devalue the regular season. Mm. I think the committee did a pretty good job of that I today. I think the committee took care of that a year early. Absolutely. The 14 committee. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, um yeah. So and and this is a smaller thing, but uh 
absent like a compound fracture, don't expect a coach to ever tell you about an, an injury ever again. I mean, if this is what's going to happen. Oh, then, as far as like, yeah, for that. Yeah. Then just say he's day to day. We might see him. We might not. I don't know. You know, uh, you're just, you're never going to get a, an update on that. So, uh, you know, realize what you've done, realize what you did. And uh, this is not just a one-off. This is, this is going to have significant uh, ramifications for a while. So. I think so too. Uh, maybe not quite as much in the same direction as you do, but I think it, it, it probably has other pretty significant, you know, problems that it creates going forward. Um, some of these are solved by the 12 teamer. You know, you're, you're going to have far fewer uh, controversies of consequence. Mm -hmm. People don't care about 13 verse 12, like they care about four verse five, you know, four verse five, especially in a year in which it doesn't appear that we have a traditional dominant team that leaves a lot of people with the feeling like, Hey, my team has a real shot to win this. Uh, yeah, right? you're absolutely right. I mean, look at the NCAA tournament, dude, people are upset for 30 minutes about a team that might get left or whatever. And then you move on, you know, yeah. you're talking about a totally different situation. Um, yeah. I 100% agree with you, by the way, that if I was in Norvell's position, if the entire country hadn't seen Jordan Travis's leg snap in half, then like no. then you clearly need to lie not lie about it or at least yeah basically just lie about it right. So Sarkeesian of Texas, I don't think he is lying, but I have no way to know if he is or not. When Xavier Worthy rolled his ankle uh, at the end of that game against Oklahoma State, and he's seen on the sideline in crutches and you know a good sized boot, he said, "Oh, he'll be fine. X rays were negative." You know, I mean, that's, that's just good business for them. It's, it's, it's potentially dishonest. Don't know if it is or not, but that's what I would do if I was a coach. Got millions of bucks on the line here. That's again, not me saying that's what Norvell should have done because you, anybody with common sense and DVR would be like, we yeah, saw, that, we saw. That, yeah, yeah, right. Everybody, everybody saw it. I, I wish I had not seen it. It. It just sucks, man. You know, I, I I agree with you, by the way, as far as this is going to spur a lot more anti-ACC sentiment. Mm. You know, you, you have Greg Sankey on game day yesterday for what is like a 90-minute infomercial. And Jim Phillips, I don't know. Maybe he had a hard-to-get tea time. Not sure. <laughs> No, I mean he was he was absent, and the ACC put out something. I don't know what after midnight last night or whatever. I you know the ACC is okay. ACC. I, I yeah. um got to be careful with what I say here, but it's not you know not fit for purpose, and that they're just not similar to you know one of these things isn't like the other. Jim Sankey, I agree, and it's some conferences are big boy conferences <clears throat> that have foresight and know how to battle for their brands and some sit there and don't. So. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, Have you had a chance to look at the Monday night options on prize picks, but uh, I have actually had a chance to look at the Monday night options on prize picks. All right. Do we need to put together a Monday night card? Uh, yes, please. All well, right. I let's probably tell you that. I should probably tell you that. Yeah. Cool. I, uh, I like that. All right, so we're going to take uh, – I'm projecting 
kind of more of a defensive game here, right? So I'm going to go, we'll do this thing live. Jake Browning, uh, less than 33 and a half passing attempts. Uh, we will do Olakon. Sorry. Uh, shoot. I'm going to go with uh, Foyusedi Olakon under nine and a half tackles for loss. Please don't ask me to say that name again. I'm going to go Jamar Chase under receptions of five and a half. That kind of pairs nicely with my Cincinnati quarterback pick of Jake Browning under 33 and a half passing attempts. Um, who else would I go with here? You want to throw some Trevor Lawrence stuff in there, I guess? Love to. Actually, mm, I'm going to go with Travis Etienne more uh, receiving yards than 15 and a half. And I will also go with. I'll go with Trevor Lawrence uh, over 243 and a half passing yards. Uh, go Jags. Why not? And that will be our prize picks. Monday Night Football. Or, well, actually, let's let's make it a six-shooter. I, I like those better. Um, what do we want here? All right, we'll take Devin Lloyd. Go a little defense here on the other side. Devin Lloyd under eight and a half tackles for loss. All that sound good? That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, what was awesome. the what was the number on the uh, the kids whose name you don't want to? Oh, uh, not nine and a half on uh, Olakun. But what was it? Uh, not nine and a half under tackles uh, plus assisted tackles. Tackles and assisted loss. Okay. I thought you said tackles for loss. For oh, sorry. No, definitely under nine and a half tackles for loss. That that is a number. Unload the account. That is. Uh, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I've been watching enough NFL recently, but uh, man, yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, all right, so I mainly feel bad for the kids. You know, the the guys who, like you said, they bust their ass, they come back, they just they, – they play like a toddler throwing a tantrum, man. Just no quit in them, right? Like they just – you're going to have to fight them for 60 minutes. They bite you, they fight you, they, they scratch, they claw. Like they just – they're just a tough – physical 60 minute football team. And I, I'm, I'm, I hate it for them. I kind of hate it for their memory in some way, right? At least in, in the short term, I'm pissed that people won't remember this team for what it was. It was, it's a damn good football team, really special football team. And like they, they grew, especially defensively as the season wore on, you know, I, I, we didn't, we probably should spend, I know everybody's just, just pissed about this. But I'm not going to let the committee yeah. fuck up my memory of this team running out a third – sorry for the curse word there, if you guys are driving the kids to school or whatever. I'm not going to let this committee jack up my memory of this team going out with a third-string freshman quarterback who gets dinged up. Like, he, the knee brace is not a fashion statement. Mm. And they still go out there – and I, mean, I went back and thought about it. Actually, I think we'll have a, a probably a cool guest at some point, okay. a bit of an FSU historian to talk maybe the best FSU defensive performances of all time. Um, you know, I thought about 05 Miami last night. Honestly, 96 Florida is where the conversation yes. starts. I mean, that's, yes. that's number one. Well, uh, no, if I think you're an old head out there and you and you got something from the 70s or something, apologies. But for me, 96 Florida. I mean, by the way, six of those guys would have gotten ejected from that game in, in today's form of football. But <clears throat> 96 Florida is, is the benchmark. Um, 
But Jared Verse, Braden Fisk, I mean, those are two of the more dominant performances I've seen from a Florida State player. Yeah. I mean, Braden Fisk from the first snap couldn't be blocked. Why was he wearing a, a jersey in the second half without his name on it, bud? Because the first half jersey got torn apart because he was being held so much. I mean, the guy was incredible. Um, yeah, I, that's a it's a portal pickup you would like to replicate many times over. I mean, that dude has yeah. been that dude has been incredible, and I'm glad that the guy that we saw in practice and spring and you know spring and summer and everything else is what you saw on the field so that you as as fans don't think that we're trying to sell you a bunch of hype or whatever else as far as the media and the the beat that got to uh watch that guy practice he was a special player i mean Florida state would love to have another jared verse the entire sport of college football would love for a jared verse to be in the portal every year but there ain't always one yeah. Right, I don't think anybody in the portal this year was as good as Verse was. Fisk, like down the stretch, I know he was dinged, but like he looked about as fresh as he's looked all year last night. So that, I'm saying they that, load they load manage these kids <clears throat> in in a brilliant way. And Fisk had, had made comments uh, to some people I'm close with about how fresh he felt, and he'd never played, he'd never been this far into a season and felt that way. Um, a lot of people in the comments are saying 1997 against UNC. That was a very good defensive performance. I agree. Also, with Mike winning the Coach of the Year award, it was frequently referenced that, oh, it hasn't happened since 97 with Bobby Bowden. And a lot of people were like, gosh, that seems random. No, that wasn't random at all, y'all. UNC had Jeff Saturday, Dre Bly, and a really good freaking football team. And UNC was the um, – a presumptive favorite or the 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 media favorite uh going into that season and Florida State went to Chapel Hill beat them 21 to 7 UNC had really had two really good defensive backs you know what they didn't have bud a third um Florida State just lined up found the two guys that were you know you know found Dre Bly and uh in the other cornerback whose name slips my mind and just threw it to the third guy and uh that was a uh, an awesome performance. Uh, Dexter Jackson runs out. One of my favorite players, Florida State history. You know, throat slashes the UNC crowd as he runs out, which is a little controversial awesome. in today's, but was awesome as a as a fourteen year old sitting there, you know, jumping out of his seat watching it. But uh, no, that was an awesome defensive performance, and I can assure you, Bobby Bowden winning the Coach of the Year in nineteen ninety seven was not random at all. Uh, There's a reason for it. That is a that's a tremendous walk down history lane, you know, and and it conference titles are not as easy to win as you think. You know, we we, we need we need to appreciate that. Um, a lot of people asking in the chat, like, does this impact your recruiting? I think if you were staying at a four team playoff, I would be much more willing to believe that it does. I think the fact, like, if if you're an opposing staff and you're, and you're trying to kill it, tell it, like, hey, if you go to Florida State, you, you can't go play for a national title. I think it's pretty common sense. Like, hey, we're in a 12-team playoff now, right? Yeah, if that's preposterous. I don't talk about recruiting here for a reason. We're not talking about any kids. We're not. I can I can yeah. talk about this. That is a stupid train of thought. Yeah. And if you're trying to sell people on that, that's dumb. First of all, you're <laughs> you're acknowledging right. to a kid like, oh, Florida State may go 13 and 0, which is yeah, that's quite the negative recruiting. Um, what, what exists 
what existed, which is one of the reasons why they were able to do it. I completely agree with you uh, on your cover three take on this. They did it because they could get away with it. There wasn't precedent. Precedent is gone, meaning this situation will never exist again. You won't have a team that's possible to be left out after moving to 12. But, I yeah, if that's what you want to try to do on the recruiting trail, you know, good luck, man. Good luck. Yeah, 100%. So, no, I, I'm, I'm not particularly worried about that, right? The Any sort of concerns about, like, remaining the ACC long-term, those are, are not uh, those are not reduced for me, right? Those are not minimized. But no, as far as not making not making the playoff, making it hurt you, no, I I, I don't uh, I don't particularly see that. Uh, do I think that we're going to use this to sue uh, the way out of the ACC? No, I do not. Um, personally, I, I I think you already have a lot of people who want out of the ACC and are looking for. Uh, you know, for ways to make that happen, I don't think that's going to happen this year. Um, you know, long term, we will have to see. You, I think you need a couple dance partners for that, and um, that's basically what I'm going to say on that. So, no, like that, it's sort of the whole like, do you think this team will be extra motivated? Extra motivated, yes, right? Yeah. Like, no, I think they're already like a hundred percent motivated to leave the <laughs> ATC, right? It's not like they, they don't, I don't think they need a little extra kick, but. I, I think maybe it'll keep it top of mind uh, for more folks. Yeah, I agree. I do think um, if there's a ramification that could be significant and long-term, um, look, I, nobody knows about conference expansion. If, if you're watching a podcast and somebody's telling you that they know what's going to happen, they're lying to you, okay? You, the, the amount of people who know that is is less than what you could put on a hand, and they're not, they're not talking to your friend who does a podcast. Um, there are influential people in the, in the space who I think up until today have said SEC or nothing. I don't think that's the case anymore. Because I, of I think, because, yes, because of geography and because of cultural fit and, and other reasons. No, you got to leave this conference. You got to leave this conference tomorrow. Um, yeah. And I'm speaking metaphorically. Um, if it's the Big Ten, it's the Big Ten. If it's the SEC, it's the SEC. That's great. Can't, can't stay in this conference anymore. You know, it literally just cost you a chance to play for the national championship um, or at least to play for in the four-team playoff. Um, and every other team in this conference knows that. That is not a Florida State thing. Trust me, this is – Florida State was impacted. Florida State's the <clears throat> the team that didn't get to play. You know, Florida State's the, the seniors that are reduced to tears to think that they can win every game and not get a chance to go to the playoffs. Uh, but every other school in the conference, they didn't know it. They know it today, and they, they know that they're playing in a in a conference. It just doesn't matter. So, if you're Clemson, if you're Miami, if you're another school within the league that fancies itself serious about football, that should scare you shitless, right? Because that's yeah. one of the better teams you've had in this conference in the last decade. 13-0, you know, 2-0 against the SEC, blew out, you know, LSU, neutral site, and got left out. Now, unique circumstance, absolutely. I don't even think they'd do this to FSU last year, if this is what would have happened, because they would have had to live with the consequences of their actions and the, the potential precedent that they're setting 
for another year of the 14 playoff, you know. But, I mean, why play the games? Why do the games matter? I know we're kind of jumping around here. I don't have a whole lot more to say about the ACC. Like, I definitely think this uh, – I don't think it is going to help you uh, get out of the league necessarily, and it, with the exception of maybe you recruit more people who are real serious about it, you know. Uh, I thought Norvell's statement was really good, by the way. It, in a day where everybody has statements and I mean, he looked pretty uh, – would rather be anywhere else than at the Orange Bowl press conference, which I don't blame him at all. Um Ravel said, I'm disgusted and infuriated with the committee's decision today to have what was earned on the field taken away because a small group of people decided they knew better than the results of the games. What is the point of playing games? Do you tell players it is okay to quit if someone goes down? Do you not play a senior day for fear of injury? Where's the motivation to schedule challenging non-conference games? We are not only an undefeated Power 5 champion, but we played two P5 non-conference games away from home and won both of them. I don't understand how we're supposed to think this is an acceptable way to evaluate a team. I'm hurting for our players who have displayed a tremendous amount of resilience and response to the season. What happened today goes against everything that is true and right in college football. A team that overcame tremendous adversity and found a way to win, doing whatever it took on the field, was cheated today. It's a sad day for college football. I'm proud of the work we have put in and the players I have privileged to coach. We have one more opportunity to find the 2023 team in the Orange Bowl, and I believe in how our team will respond. Now, I don't know if Norvell was truly like a believer in college football. I tend to think he probably was in some ways, right? And a lot of these coaches are super cynical about it. Like it is a J-O-B job to them. If yes. you don't think he's like fully out on college football now, as far as like the the collegiality aspect of it, or thinks this is anything but a business, second, third paragraphs, I believe, would say different. Also, where I want to bring this around to, you know, we say, hey, like, are you stuck in the ACC forever, blah, blah, blah. You don't got to get out of the ACC. What you saw today was greed. Right? If you don't think, if you think they'll make a business decision to screw over Florida State out of the college ball playoff, but they won't make a business decision to unfortunately have the invite for Mississippi State or South Carolina or Vanderbilt or Indiana or Northwestern or whomever, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oops, got lost in the mail. Yeah, because that's probably how it goes down, right? It's in, not in college, out of the conference. You're saying yeah. you're not invited to the next one, right? Be careful what you wish for there. It's it's a business. We root <clears> for a team that is in this business, but let's like if there's a lesson out of this, all the conference expansion in the last couple of years, they saw a loophole that they could exploit to make a better business decision. They said, you know what? Florida State's offense has looked like hot trash the last two weeks. Everybody puts up a million points on Florida. The one chance we had to see Rodemaker, Florida State's offense looked like crap. We have a chance to set up a better playoff game in all likelihood. But you know what? Not in the, not in all guarantee because they. I think they were really set to put Oregon in. Guess what happened? Mm. Oregon lost. Right? right? Yeah. Everybody wants to point to TCU. As this big problem. Oh, they let TCU in. Yeah, TCU got stomped out by Georgia. How did they get in, to play Georgia? In the damn final. Right. I know, I know that's where you're going. Yeah. Not in the semifinal, in the final. Because they beat Michigan. I, I'm tired of hearing about TCU. stupid. 
Yeah. So I don't know. Um, we'll see what else we got here. Definitely want to thank the legendary team, 844-FSU Loan, 844-FSU Loan. More than 500 NOLCAST listeners have called that number. They've hooked up with the legendary team. I, I I know we were sweating the decision all day in the group chat, man. You know, it 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 sucks mostly for the team. It sucks, you know, for, for the guys who coach these dudes too and the administrators and the people, you know, who, who work in it, right? It, I mean, it also sucks for the people who you know, are living and dying with every snap on the sideline in the stands. You know, like, like they're, I think they're hurting today and they're also hurting for the players. I damn, damn sure know those guys are. So anyway, if you so, need a home loan, they, they're great. I've yep. used them twice. I mean, le- legendary team is awesome. 844 FSU loan. Chad, There's Chad in the chat now. And I do want to, uh, to let's go back to the game, but I've yeah. seen this reference like four times now. I wouldn't compare this to Travis Hunter's situation. If anything, in the long term, Travis Hunter's situation was a positive, and it woke yes. Florida State up. It was a big part of how the big uh, the the battles in came about, um, and it's the response that matters. And I'm never going to make this a you know a battles in podcast and, and solicit y'all's money, but I will tell you, I had to move my phone away <laughs> because it's been vibrating the damn all the time, and that's what happens when somebody joins the battles in. Today's been the best day since since the battles since launch. We've now surpassed our launch day. As of right now, we've had 289 people sign up. Boom. That's the type of response you've got to have if you're a Florida State fan. If you're one of the 1,600, 1,700 people in this room right now and you're pissed and it hurts, you got 20 bucks a month you can give? You have, you have $2,000 a month you can give by chance? Uh, what, you know, I would, I would go look at the battles in. The response is what counts. The response has been massive today. Um, it was great being in that building last night. It was great seeing all those guys that chose to come back because they love their teammates and they love their coaching staff. But they were more comfortable coming back because of some of the NIL opportunities that existed. Some of those guys made, made real meaningful money, not just from Battle's End but because of how much more they're going to make in the NFL because they they didn't have to go for the money grab that is maybe I go seventh round, maybe I have to go do the undrafted thing, right, mm-hmm. where I'm taking a big loan from my agent to try to make the leap, you know, staying in Tallahassee, getting my degree, getting another year of coaching, another year of free meals and training, making some money I'm going to have in my pocket. You know, maybe I need to call a for four FSU loan because I got the money for a down payment for a house because I, I've, I've you know saved it wisely that I earned for my name, image, and likeness here while I, I bettered myself in my career before I went to the NFL. Maybe I'll be a fourth rounder now instead of an undrafted or seventh round type guy. That that is really one of those opportunities that I think people kind of miss with with name, image, and likeness. So, um, sorry. Uh, talk. We got eighteen hundred and five people that have joined now. Uh, we need to probably be at twenty four hundred by the new year. Twenty four hundred. As we enter uh, 2024, and uh, again, if you're on the fence, if you love Florida State, if you're passionate and it hurts and you were disappointed at 1220, then uh, battlesend.com is there. We'd love to have you, and I can promise you 
we're going to be a pain in the ass to a lot of people out there. So I appreciate it. Uh, today taught me, just reiterated what this year has taught me. Florida State's not going anywhere. And the way this fan base has responded today, uh, it's a big step in, in assuring that as well. So there we go. Chat didn't get to talk to you, you know, around one or two o'clock. I did. Your mood's a little better now than it was. Like not in a, like a not pissed not off bad. way, but not, like, like not as apoplectic. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, it was tough, man. I had just gotten off the phone with, uh, with a kid that I've become very close with and I, I really respect and know how hard he works and what he's gone through. And, um, he was, he was beyond heartbroken. And that, that is, uh, one of the more tough conversations that I've had to have. So, um, yeah, it was a tough, <laughs> you got me at a tough time, but, uh, no, we're, we're good. We, we're going to keep doing this and, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, exciting things around the corner. So one thing we don't do on Nolcast is playoff ranking reaction show on a weekly basis. And I got to tell you after this, after, after today, I feel like we will probably <laughs> never do that. Um, I, for a long time thought they were just totally made up as they go. And then at the end, they generally get it right because the results force their hand. But in, in hindsight, I wonder if we have given them too much credit because the, the results were always such a blinding flash to the obvious that there were no real difficult decisions to be made. I mean, in, in 2014, when they put in Ohio state, the big 12 kind of royally screwed up by failing to declare a champion. You know, and that's how Cardell and Ohio State mm -hmm. got in there. There really weren't difficult choices. In many years, uh, there were far few, like like not enough teams that were deserving of it. That this was the other aspect of when I was taking my notes as far as what I wanted to say. It's a business. The injury gave you an out. It's the last year of it, so there, there's no the precedent's never binding because it, it, they can do whatever the hell they want. Uh, but at the same time, there is sort of like, hey, hypocritical type stuff. You guys didn't do this last year. Now you're doing this this year. With the 14 going away, you know, that's that doesn't apply either. But the fact that there were so many teams this year that had that zero or, or the one in the lost column also allowed them to pull this off. Not that most people care how they did it. They just know that they did. They screwed them, you know? Show must be doing pretty good tonight because we have uh, uh, we got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of other fans in here as well. Um, That's good, man. I don't I don't care. I mean, if people, <clears throat> you want to know how you're still relevant? Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is going to sound like it's coming off in the wrong way, but honestly, bud, I'm, and I feel you're probably the same way. I'm. I'm too busy to be trolled, man. Like I could, something else pops up in 14 seconds and I have to go deal with that. I, I can't, you can't troll me. Um, there's, <laughs> it's just not possible right now. So there I will let everybody in on this, by the way, if you're, if you're watching. Um, so I, I've been working on this for a couple of weeks and I just, let's see if I can get this. Have you seen my projected 12-team playoff field? I saw that, yes. All right, so I, I do want to let everybody know. This actually is a troll, okay? Like, I I, I purposely did this as a troll. I, I did not pre-schedule this tweet. 
I did not accidentally put Tennessee in there, right? I did not leave Oregon at four. It's just kind of a commentary. I put this out every week, and then this week I was like, well, none of this stuff matters at all. So, yeah, hooray, whatever. Eat at Arby's. (laughs) (laughs) Eat at Arby's. Oh, I get the reference there. That's very funny. Um no, I want to thank our friends uh, at Congruity. You know, Matt Lewis is uh, is not a spineless coward. Uh, he's one of the best people I've been able to work with. Um, Matt, if you're just hearing that, that's based off a reference that I made earlier in the podcast there. Um, no, great guy. Been fantastic for our business. Um, I've re- referred Matt to, uh, to everybody that I possibly could. Saw, met the guy uh, at, the, at the hotel bar last night, bud. That was uh, the first first person to sign up with Matt after listening to Nullcast and, and nice. Congruity. So uh, great to be able to bump into people who have uh, have used Congruity. Had nothing but great things to say. Literally used the term white glove service. Uh, no, it's fantastic. Matt is brilliant. Uh, CongruityHR.com is the website. And uh, we, are, we are ever so fortunate to partner with the good people at Congruity. All right, more disingenuous stuff that I just kind of want to rant on. This idea that had the alliance not been formed, that the 12-team playoff would already be here is factual, okay? Like, that, that, is a, that is a factual statement, most likely, okay? Or if COVID had not hit, it would have probably already been here. However, the whole idea that all these SC people are pushing, that, oh, if the alliance hadn't formed, the 12-team playoff would not have been here, It completely misses the point of why the alliance was created in the first place. It's because the SEC was the main driver behind the 12-team playoff, while at the same time backdooring Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Of course the conference commissioners were spooked. I think Jim Phillips is probably a pretty poor conference commissioner, although I don't know if he has an amazing hand to play. Right? All of the conference commissioners would be spooked about that. It's kind of silly. You know, to think that uh, uh, that that they wouldn't react and say, hey, let's pump the brakes on this a little bit to make sure there's no more okey-doke going on, to make sure the rug is not pulled out from under us. I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's not really re- relevant to the show we're doing right now. Uh, no, it's interesting. I mean, I, I did see that a lot today. Um, and interesting on your perspective there. I mean... Look, man, Florida State was just a wrong time and also had some freakish things that, you know, at the time we couldn't have known. But, you know, fourth and 31, as entertaining as that was, it was not good for Florida State. Louisville losing to Kentucky, not good for Florida State. Honestly, Duke beating Clemson in game one, not good for Florida State. You didn't yeah. get the the bump that you should have from that Clemson game. There, there were just a lot of random things that happened that were completely out of your control that just didn't go your way this year on in a lot of different examples. And there's probably two or three other ones that are slipping my mind right now. Um, you controlled your controllables and a couple of things didn't go your way that, that should have. And uh, a committee, you know, made a decision that may, may have a uh, long lasting deleterious impact on the sport. And uh, that sucks. 
I don't know that this has, maybe I'm crazy about this. I don't know this has super long ramifications in a negative way on your program. Mostly because of the 12 team happening, right? You handled your business this year and got screwed. If you handle your business next year, it's almost impossible for them to screw you if you're a team that has a real shot. You know, I mean, 12 is a pretty good number, right? Um, I still think you are really, I mean, what are you sitting with? The number three recruiting class in the country right now on 24-7 sports? Chance to move up there, obviously, still. Mm -hmm. I think the culture is is really you know, pretty good in Tallahassee. They've worked real hard to establish that. You know, I, I it's, it's it's exceptional, man. I mean, yeah. it, it's it is, um, and just look, it's, it's a lot of <laughs> uh, different NIL opportunities for guys this year, and I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. I don't, I don't, I, we didn't know how that was going to impact the culture. I don't think it did. But we know it impacts it. elsewhere in a bad way. No, absolutely. You didn't. You didn't hear any stories about, you know, all the things that you hear at other universities. Nobody, you know, we haven't had to write clauses in our contract stipulating the, you know, moving, you know, moving violations and other things. I mean, um, they're the good kids, and the the uh, there was a Tampa Bay Times article earlier in the week that. Uh, that I was quoted in and, and I'll just reiterate the quote NIL puts a magnifying glass to everything that's already there in your, in your program. If you've got a great culture, if you've got great buy-in, if you've got a foundation that's been built, then it just makes it all the more evident. And if you don't, then it shows up even faster. So. I, a lot of people are saying they, they won't watch college football unless if she's playing anymore guys, I, I look the the ratings across the sport have never been higher. I don't, uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do or not to do, but if you enjoy college football, boycotting watching college football, your own personal decision, a couple hundred of you, a couple thousand of you, it's not going to make a dent, right? Don't punish yourself if something you enjoy doing is watching the sport of college football because you think there's some heroic protest in that. It, the, the numbers are, are so big that like the... I'm not going to call you all lunatic French. That's not the right word because I, I don't think you're crazy for it. But the, you know, the the small number of you who would actually follow through on it and think you're doing something, if it makes you feel better about it, do it. But like, if it makes you feel bad to not watch college football, don't do that. Still watch college football. Like it, it's, it is what it is. Um, let me see. Jim Budweiser, excellent name, says. Uh, uh, the system must change. Well, I, th I think that's the entire reason why they screwed FSU this year. It's because they knew it was changing, mm -hmm. right? Like that—that that gave the uh, the confluence of factors kind of gave them the cover to get away with it. Um, be interested to see how this thing plays out. Michigan's favorite over Bama. Still, little surprise that lasted as long as it did, but you know, hey, we. I think we've had more upsets in the last week than we had for you know for much of the season, right? It, it was so chalky to go out. Um, do you want to talk Orange Bowl? Uh, we can save it, man. To be honest with you, um, get a better feel for how it's yeah, yeah, get a better feel. I mean, 
you're not going to have kids to play. They're not going to have kids to play. Um, let's let's just revisit that when we've got a little bit of a better idea as to what that looks like. Um, I I do think that um, I saw a lot of a lot of like people on Twitter who say, "Hey, FSU should decline the, the the Orange Bowl invite or boycott the Orange Bowl." Yeah, that can't happen. Um, it's not it's not a thing. There's a financial ramification that could occur from that. I don't want to go into details. That is not, it's not possible. So uh, I get it. You're not going to do that. Uh, you, you go play the game. Um, so I get it. When I saw it, I don't know when the announcement was made. Let's say it was made at 1220. I saw somebody mention that at 1222 and I was like, hell yeah. No, no that's not, yeah. that's not in play. Um, so let's, let's not set that as an expectation. It's also look if you're a South Florida knoll, nice weather, New Year's Day bowl game, get a chance to go, go see the guys and support them. Yeah, I I think you go. Take eighty knees. That would be uh that would be a that would be something. Absolutely, that would be hilarious. Yeah, uh, I was putting together my end of the year reel and uh, and found the clip where I, when we when we realized on air that that Mario had done almost the exact same thing at Stanford. Uh, two years prior. Amazing. Um, let see. So do you find it kind of hypocritical that they put FSU fifth? Uh, in in the state that if they're going to make this argument, then maybe Florida State should be eighth or something like that is what you're saying? So like if... Yeah, like, like I, I think if you're going to do so this, you, if you drop... predictive competitiveness, you can't be ranked above Georgia. You probably shouldn't be ranked above Ohio State. Uh, right. Like you you're know, a 14-point I mean, underdog to Georgia now. Yeah. Right. Like if you, if that's truly what you believe this is, and you clearly have the cover of, of sort of the Vegas thing, be like, oh, clearly the experts, blah, 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 whatever. You know, why don't you put him 14? Just one spot ahead of Louisville. <laughs> that, that at least is a little more consistent with the approach. Yeah. So we think that we think they're not as good as Bama, but we think they're better than Georgia. How fine is the hair that we're splitting? Mm. Or, yeah, no, or really, I mean, when I was, I, yeah, sorry, when I was in the car listening to that, second I saw Texas at third, I looked over at my wife and I said, We're not going to the playoffs. Uh, because yeah. if you're gonna, if you're gonna bump Texas <laughs> up, then your Florida State's not gonna be there, you know, that, that that was a move to make room for, for Bama, uh, did it and. I do agree with you to an extent. I feel it's almost disingenuous to rank Florida State fifth. Uh, you know, they're either in the playoffs or uh, put them at put them at fifteenth for all I care. Um, it's, it's bizarre. One of the things that I used to say uh, when we did the Tuesday night reaction show on Cover Three uh, was that the you know five through twenty five exists only to justify the committee's decisions on one through four. That's yeah. the hole here. One hundred percent. Uh, oh, I don't know how the hell I didn't get through this earlier. I had it at the top of my sheet. Man, was that just a gut punch of a note by Jordan? Again, uh, Christina was reading me that as I was driving, and when 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 the phrase "I I wish my leg would have broken earlier" or whatever, I was just yeah. Seriously, where we are? We're 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 having a kid author a note that includes the phrase i wish my leg would have broken earlier uh just stretch 
I did like your uh, your calling out of some personalities today who pretty clearly have a Phil Steele in their lap when they're discussing on TV because they don't actually follow the game enough to uh, to know who the players' names are, but they think they know who the best teams are. That was good. That's solid. That's solid. Uh, Liberty, oh. Again, they don't really care about, about the, the G5 <clears throat> team, guys. This whole Liberty thing, like, Corgan's just saying stuff. They say different stuff every, every week. Like I, I definitely have a problem with how Boo Corrigan didn't resign, if that's going on. But at the same time, like you can't take these comments for anything. They say random word salad stuff every week, and it, it is not consistent week to week. So I think the only reason why they give the G5 a spot at the New York Sixers is they don't get sued for antitrust. Right. Yes. Like, they don't care about it. Exactly why. Fun system we have here, man. <laughs> Shoot. It is a lot of fun. One thing, whether you've had your heart ripped out of you or not, is uh going to see our friend Matt Thompson and all his wonderful options, uh, whether it be Matzo Township or uh or a place that's legitimately come one of my favorite places in Tallahassee, which is Charlie Park. CharliePark.rooftop.com is the website. Go there. I'm a big fan of the lemon curd uh, toast. A lot of different fantastic options. A great place. A place that when you get up there, uh, this is not a knock on Tallahassee. It just doesn't feel like you're in Tallahassee. It feels like you're in, um, I don't know, Midtown Atlanta or um, Charlotte. <laughs> kind of felt like like Charlotte, to be honest with you, of some of the rooftop options that we ran into up there this weekend. So uh, great people people that are passionate about Florida state athletics as, as anybody out there is Matt Thompson. Uh, oh, Matt's in the chat. Love you, big dog. Nice. Look forward to seeing you. Uh, you've met, you've met everything to the null cast. And I know you know that. So thank you very much, man. <laughs> uh, good so, to see you, Matt. <laughs> if, if, if you thought you saw it, um, great shirt, by the way, that he put out. Yep. That yeah. was, that was, Awesome. All right. Uh, all right. Questions from the chat that we haven't already hit on. Two minutes. Get them in. If we see some interesting ones, we'll take them. If not, I'll give you uh, a battles in update here in a couple minutes please. as well. We've had uh, any during the popping. show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, dude, like, I don't know, it's probably not a good idea for you to. to show you my email yeah i can do that um uh, we are live yeah we're live there's nothing okay so all right hey from somebody who does this a lot put your phone in uh do not disturb mode first so you don't get text uh notifications showing up on the screen before you put you hold up your phone you, to the screen. it's all right. i mean there's nothing we've gotten a lot of we've gotten a lot i think when i mentioned it uh i don't know how many did i say a second ago we'd had uh yeah, two, give me two, two minutes. Yeah, I'll update yeah. you. Yeah. Nice. What, what were you going to say? Uh, no, I was just saying make sure before you hold your phone up. Uh, yeah. To, um, yeah. So I put it in, in do not disturb mode so you don't get notifications. Um, all right. Uh, will Mike build next year's offense around Toe Philly? I, probably not entirely, but I, I think he's a, you know, a, a certainly a, a solid piece for them, a guy who, who showed good comfort running the Wildcat. They also got Rodney Hill involved. I mean, Rodney Hill runs really hard, you know. So you got a lot of real young pieces on this offense who I, I think are going to become, you know, household names, honestly. Um, 
that's yeah i think you got a lot of stuff to be excited about you know i'm, I'm encouraged like that they got jacobs back involved later on in the season you know after he had some um what acclimation challenges i guess you could say early on in the season and you know hakeem you know being out there no longer on crutches right no longer in, in like like maybe he's getting closer to to what you want like a guy that is way ahead of schedule in my opinion uh hakeem was from where he was when he came in you know he came in i was like oh shoot this might be one of those guys that needs kind of a a sit year uh and he was super rocking in high school and yet duke game they're going to him on crucial third downs mm-hmm. and not on gimmick plays you know you have a, a, i think an excellent chance to return uh, a lot of your offensive linemen something that like some of the chats kind of down on but i'm not down on a bunch of like 23 year old 24 year old offensive linemen who played a bunch of snaps and you know, have a chance to maybe get a little healthier in the offseason and, and probably be challenged by some of these younger offensive linemen as well uh, so no i i i mean back to the og question toe philly certainly i, I think a, a nice piece of the offense i don't know if you build the offense around him maybe i'll be wrong right yeah. it's it's a full year in advance yeah no i mean it's gonna be fun to see how they use toe philly and and rodney hill and you know some a lot of talent in that room uh with with kazaya and um uh, think you're pretty good at running back for the foreseeable future so uh also want to always encourage you homefieldapparel.com <clears throat> homefield's been with us for multiple years uh if you're doing some christmas shopping holiday shopping uh, continue to have them in the back of your mind they do a great job saw a ton of home field stuff over the weekend up in charlotte uh, you can go to homefield apparel.com hit the florida state tab there are many a great option and when those uh great options catch your eye you can use coupon code nolcast 23 nolcast 23 for i believe 15 percent off your purchase so uh home field been great to us and always want to encourage you to have them in the back of your mind uh as you as you do some holiday shopping here Agreed. Uh, so let me see here. Already got to that one. Uh, can we admit that college ball is basically WWE? It's not a sport, but an entertainment product. It's both. Yeah, I think it's it's foolish to think that it's not. But but it's not. Uh, it's not scripted in the way that wrestling is. Like who gets to enter the ring certainly appears to be scripted af- after today, in some way or at least the the hand is on a scale. But once you're on the field, I, I strongly do not think college ball is scripted. Like I, I just too many moving parts would, would need it, you know, to be in a conspiracy like that. Uh, Kevin Chapel says uh, thoughts on AJ Duffy leaving. Wish him nothing but the best, right? Um, you know, he clearly got passed up by, uh, you know, by Tate and by Brock. Um, and maybe he can find a spot that uh, I don't know how you say this nicely, better fits his his skill set, ability, or just maybe a better fit for him offensively. Who knows? Like I, I don't think it's there's no need to root against a guy. Hope he goes somewhere and does well. You know, like you see dudes like JT Daniels wash out of Georgia and USC and and West Virginia, and in this year for Rice played his ass off until he got like really TKO'd, um, mm. but. And, and now he's medically retired, but yeah, who knows? Maybe Duffy will go and ball somewhere. 
Kestna says, uh, can a defensive-oriented team get respect from the committee? I think yes. But not in a year in which you have two other undefeated Power 5 champions who are also in. You have a Texas team scoring, you know, what, 50-something? You know, and you have like Michigan two weeks ago just put what they put 28, I think, on Ohio State. Like Ohio State's a real defense. You know, it, it we can we can sit here and say that Michigan that their offense has been sucking. And scoreboard wise, it totally has. But even though we hate the committee, we, we, it is fair to to note, hey, like Ohio State, Iowa back to back is a little bit different than Florida, Louisville in terms of defensive quality, especially the Gators. I mean, that that I, I I tend to think that game hurt you for the committee, right? It was the only exposure to Tate. Florida was a team that was playing terribly on defense. Teams were scoring in the 40s and 50s against them regularly. And, you know, just a, a really poor offensive performance overall. So I like they kind of cited it. Like, oh, well, the problem with, with playing Brock was that we didn't get more exposure to Tate to see how he could be. Which implicit in that statement is that they didn't think Tate was anywhere good enough when they saw him in the one game. Basically, like they mm -hmm. didn't say that, but that's yeah. kind of what they said by saying, "Hey, we yeah. need to see more to feel comfortable that this is a team that could play at a playoff caliber." Which you know, also not good for you that Kentucky beat Louisville last week. No, no, it's not good. Uh, that was not good. A good, a good line. Yeah, I I appreciated that. It did. Yeah. Remarkable. I didn't think Greg was going to flip-flop like he did. Mm -hmm. McElroy had been pretty pro-undefeated and in up until this last week. Something must have changed. I'm not sure what. Uh, Anthony Fiorini, can you speak a little about what this team will be next year? In, like, very, very broad terms? Sure. I think you've built a really solid foundation to where, uh, given the fact that you're a really well-coached football team and you develop players fairly well and you have good culture. I mean, every every team has a new culture every year, somewhat, but there is a base culture of a program, not just a team. I, I'd i be shocked if you were anything worse than 7-5, and five, and I think, like, 12-0 and 0 is also on the table. Like, to me, there's not a game that if things break your way in terms of, acquisition, development, injury, you know, that, that type of stuff that you can't win. So uh, I think a, a very good chance to finish the season ranked. And I would expect a team that is probably competing for the college ball playoff uh, into November and to be in the hunt. Like that's kind of my expectation, but it's so early because we have no idea who's going to come in the transfer portal or not. Right. We have no idea who, what, like is Clemson going to play around in the portal now? It appears they are. You know, is Miami going to rely on this high school development that they like to preach, or are they going to go out and sign four new defensive tackles like I read the other day? Who knows, right? I, I think the program is in a good place. I do. Uh, Program's I think, in a great place. It I think is. Mike Morbell does too, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, definitely. I, I, think, I think if he did not, I think he could have had opportunities. 
And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I mean, he'll certainly, uh, Mike's, uh, Mike's on everybody's radar. Mike Norvell's a known commodity. Uh, he's Mike has built something very special. Yeah. Yeah. I, I firmly believe had he wanted A&M, he could have had it. Yeah. Wow. You know, personally, like, that's just, that's my opinion on that. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that he's still here says something. All right. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't know that he's in the transfer portal. A uh, couple things. We are doing cover three tomorrow at 11. I'm sure everybody really excited to watch that. Uh, 24-7 Sports <laughs> is doing an all-day transfer portal Palooza show. I am uh, apparently mm. on that. So Okay. Um, yeah, and if you watch uh, CBS News Digital, I am also on CBS News Digital tomorrow at like 10.30 or 10.45 for like the the noon hit or pre-recorded. So I uh, can't imagine what we'll talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, one final Battles in update here. Uh, yeah, man, we got Just use this if you can see this. Like, can't, it doesn't really do it. Uh, look. I get an email about every minute right now when somebody's joined the battles in, and that's incredible. Uh, when I said this a couple minutes ago, what did I say, 279, maybe 289? Uh, 329 people have joined the battles in so far, so another 50 uh, since we mentioned this 40 minutes ago. Mentioned about on track. So uh, it's our best day ever, I promise you. Uh, we're going to be a problem for <laughs> first people uh, in the in moving forward as far as from a program perspective. Something very special has been built here and has continued uh, to be built here. And uh, there's no better way to respond than that. So uh, awesome stuff from that end. I hate I hate the catalyst that it was uh, for that type of response, but. Uh, Florida State football is not going anywhere, and uh, a credit to everybody that has joined today. And um, I can assure you that we will uh, be good stewards of uh, your contributions and go out and uh, do exactly what you'd like us to with it. So thank you very much for your support. Keep up the good work, man. Everybody chat, really appreciate it. You know, let's keep, let's keep the focus here. Don't boycott an Orange Bowl. Like I, I get it if you already weren't going, but like, th- let, let's let's support the guys if you can. You know they they're especially the young dudes, right? Good chance, you know. I yeah, I might take my son. I don't know. Be kind of cool nice. to you know, take take him to a big time bowl game. Yeah, very cool. Awesome, buddy. Get some sleep, man. That's uh, <laughs> everybody. Everybody liked the video. Uh, I think we'll do some pretty cool stuff coming up having to change a little bit of the plan that we had probably not going to do multiple episodes previewing the orange bowl. Yes. So yeah, no. no. Yeah. I can tell you we won't. All right y'all. Horrible day. We'll uh we'll dust ourselves up and move on with it. So appreciate the uh listeners. Appreciate the trolls. Uh by the way, one of the way that uh the best thing you can do for a comment or an algorithm uh, on YouTube is to comment. So love it. Appreciate it. You've done some great marketing for us tonight. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, it, it is interesting when you're like, hey, cover three, top 10 podcast in the entire country in the sports category. 
do people come because they like Bud or they hate Bud? Advertisers have never asked me that ever, <laughs> right? They're like, like, oh, I hate Danny Cannell. I'm like, cool. Uh, does Apple have an option for like, I don't like one of these guys on the show or do they just note yeah. that you listen to it? Yeah. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>